It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. I'm here with the pastor, Charlie Eastman. He's pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts, a church weighing more than 5.3 grams. I'll bet it does. And I'm here with Pastor Jonathan Malone from First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, a church that probably weighs more than 10 grams. At least a, maybe a gram or two more. You didn't even notice that I upped it complimentary. I, I, well, I thank you for noticing. I want to start sure. with that. All right. Um, you know, the, the, <laughs> remember. If we can begin in thanks. We're yeah. not doing all bad. If you, if you mine the grams, then you mine mm. the ounces. And if you mine the ounces, then the pounds take care, care of themselves. Indeed. That's. Or they should. As they should. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you, it's great to see you, Jonathan. How are otherwise? you? I'm doing well. Good. Uh, yeah, we're still in a nice kind of quiet season. I mean, not the yeah. world. And the but... world has been cooperating with us oh, so nicely. Oh, boy. The world. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment, won't we? All right. I guess I guess people would expect us to do so. Yeah. But yeah, uh, church-wise, um, you know, I, I certainly preached on the events of last week. And that mm-hmm. sermon, there we made a special video just of that sermon. And there's uh, selections from the text of that sermon that's, that is available on, the, on, the, uh, on Facebook. Great. How was the response to it? Um, people seemed happy with it. People okay. seemed, yeah. So then you must have done it wrong. I know, right? Aren't you supposed to afflict the comfortable while you were comforting the afflicted? <laughs> I guess we could talk about that. Uh, I guess we will. Yeah. I did the same thing. I couldn't not preach about it. I mean, I, my sermon was done on Tuesday, which mm-hmm. is my typical schedule, Monday or Tuesday for the next week's sermon. Right. And yes, I threw it out and dutifully tried to uh, find something new in the baptism of Jesus text to to bring me to an understanding of what had transpired. And it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I think I got I got some good... I, I, I also was hoping to hear a little bit more conflict from folks than I did, but that's mm. that's okay. It's all right. There's there's also that thing where I don't get... The moment I finished seminary was the end of people sharing all their best jokes with me and um, also most political discussion that I get to have because everybody's so good at separating uh, faith from from um, issues of the state. So, Are they? I don't, uh, yeah. Well, no, they're not. No, but right. <laughs> in conversation to your pastor, you often are. Are they? Because, boy, I, all right. Well, how, how are things at the church? Do you have the church? Are things coming well, up? Or? Yeah, we just, we balanced the budget basically hey, last night at our done. church council meeting, uh, or at least we got it to, to close enough to call it balanced. And we are uh, sanguine about the years ahead and the changes in the world that have happened around us. And we are acting with fiscal responsibility, which is really important for Great. churches to do. And most don't have that luxury, I know. So feeling blessed. Mm. We're also on the mission front. There is a, um, a Southboro Neighbors for Peace has organized a parade for this Saturday to uh, pass by uh, local fire departments and police departments and also to Marlboro Hospital, where we're going to deliver cards of, of thanks to uh, frontline healthcare workers and just celebrate the positive impact that they're having on the world. Oh, that's so great. It's, it's going to be a special event. We're going to gather at the Neary School at one o'clock. If you're hearing this before then, I hope you will uh, join the Eventbrite registration through the church to sign up for the car parade. You can decorate your car, and uh, we're just going to 
celebrate the heck out of those those frontline workers who are helping us most. Yeah, that's. I'm so glad that you're doing that. I think I, I know um, Rhode Island has been stretched. I'm sure Massachusetts has been stretched, and they are sure. You know, yeah, it's been a long time that we've been in this pandemic, and those of us who aren't on the front line can sometimes, you know, we get upset about wearing the masks or not being able to do what we'd like to do. And it's so laughable know, right? at this point. It's just laughable. It is, it is. But that, that constant stress, that strain. Yeah. Um, for if you won't wear a mask for yourself, if you won't wear a mask because your particular party says it's not cool, mm. think about those nurses and those doctors and yeah. those technicians elbows deep in people like you yeah. who couldn't bother to wear the mask. The one simple thing you can do for them is to wear that mask and socially distance. Don't do it for anyone but them. Right. Yeah, Doesn't that feel righteous? I come mean, on, it does people. to me. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's a podcast. We're not supposed to preach the whole time. Oh, we're not. Well, that's what they tell me. Yeah. Who's they anyway? Who knows? So Who it's knows? nice that both our churches are kind of taking it easy. I, I, I yes. hope that your parade on Saturday goes well. That, it just that, it will. And technically, the, the parade is a function of the Southboro Neighbors for Peace, of which a number of church members are a part. Oh, and so good. the church is invited to participate. But great. Great. Anyway. Are you it's gonna... nice to have something in the month that we can look forward to. And I love that it's so close to Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That feels right. Um, it yeah. does. And yeah. and yeah, and I know um, yeah we're not going to drop another um, episode before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So I want to encourage people um, on that day uh, listen to one of his sermons or speeches if you oh, do nothing great. else. Yeah, that's great. Great they're, idea. Yeah, they're readily accessible. We often uh, would share uh, some of his speeches, uh, reading them at my previous church where I said let's mm. let's have someone read one of his speeches, but, but why not use his actual voice? Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. Or yeah, I, mean, I read them or read the letter from Birmingham jail. Yeah. There's, there's so much available. There's, there's no reason why you can't take 20 minutes, a half an hour. Can we, can we take 20 minutes, half an hour to interact with Martin Luther King Jr. next week? Sure. You want to put Feels it on like the docket right now? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I'm, I'm taking my pen. And I I'm see it. Etching it in the. Wait, wait, is that. In uh, watching you take out that pen, I, I thought I saw in the distance a triple beam balance. Oh, yeah. It. Should I see how much the pen weighs? Maybe. <laughs> no, that probably wouldn't be good for radio. That's, that's not great podcasting. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, um, everybody. Jonathan got a particularly poignant gift for uh, Christmas, and I was just pointing it out. It's an old school, probably 1970s. Diecast metal steel, maybe I don't know. A triple beam balance. Uh, so mm. those of you who remember your chemistry class, this is before the days of digital balances when you had to actually work to see what something weighed. Indeed, you it was did work, and you should have been happy for the opportunity. Gosh darn it! Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. You know what I love. <laughs> hey, wait. Wait, no, wait, wait! Hey, I'm setting it up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'd love that. I love that we're both, both churches are taking it easy. You know what else mm-hmm. I love, Charlie? What else do you love? I love apple pie. Oh, do you really? I love apple pie. You know what else I love? Now that you say those words out loud, <laughs> I love apple pie too. Right. I also love watching the 
bald cheddar? eagle. Cheddar cheese? Oh, cheddar cheese is good. Yeah, oh. I don't like cheddar cheese with my pie. I, I know that's controversial, uh. but um, I love watching the bald eagle soar through the air. Oh, me too. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Y- you know, I think I love our nation. I believe you do. I think there's our segue. Segway, segway, finally. Woo. Thought we'd never get there. Yeah, right? Phew. Got it. So, um, yeah, that was probably the most patriotic I've ever, you know, like overtly expressed myself. Hmm. Um, hmm. I, I'm not, that's just not my, um, I'm not. That's, that's probably a podcast in and of itself. Maybe okay. down the road. Yeah. We'll take a look at that. Yeah, I'm not etching that one we, in. Actually, we might, we might get into it now. Right. Um, I, I have always considered myself... Um, pa- patriotic, but but I don't sound like a lot of the other patriotic people I know when I mm. talk about my country because I I love my whole country. I love every part of it, the part that works well and the part that doesn't work well, the part that that makes me feel proud, and I I also love wrestling with the parts that don't make me feel proud. But yeah, but I'm not willing to say it's only one or the other, and that's how I perceive some other folks who raised our hackles this week. Yeah, well, there we get right went right to it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think to, I put a bow on anything. Here. No, you certainly you're the you're the best when it comes to birthdays and Christmas. <laughs> Here's your gift. You're welcome. Thanks. Christian nationalism. That's mm. what we're talking about today. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Uh, and um, so this, I want to. Uh, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. But folks, go to the Baptist Joint Committee. Um, for Religious Liberty, the BJC, uh, their website, and they have a whole like resource page about Christians against Christian nationalism. Just say that again. Christians against Christian nationalism. I want that to sink in for our listeners so that if people understand Christianity as a foregone component of nationalism or vice versa, mm-hmm. that they hear that they're is this group and many others who truly do not support Christian nationalism as an idea and endeavor. Yeah. So maybe, and, and also we're going to get into the distinction between, of course, nationalism and patriotism. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't, boy, this is going to be a long one. Settle in, boy, folks. It's, this is going to be... Well, you, you go ahead and then we'll circle back to right, that. Right. I mean, so uh, I, I want to encourage you to check out the, the BJC website and they have a mm. whole series of podcasts, about 10 episodes. It really gets into what Christian nationalism is and Christians against Christian nationalism. So they do they, they did much more than what we're going to do in this weekly devotional, but wanted to at least address it, touch upon it, and hopefully spark your interests to go in and, and learn more and listen more and find out more. But basically, Christian nationalism is this idea that the United States is a country that's founded upon Christian values and that Christianity is the primary faith tradition of this country. Uh, and that there should be a chauvinism towards Christianity um, above and beyond other faith traditions. It goes further, I would say, to also suggest things like um, if you have the right political candidate in power, then that is going to be favored and anointed by God, that God favors certain 
um, political parties or political candidates. And certainly, you mean I, the same way God favors the New England Patriots? Well, not this year. Boom! Oh. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I knew enough to know that they. This was just not a fun year for Patriots that's a, fans. Y- you and me both, but that's anyway. that's all. I, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. believe God has breathed success into many endeavors. Some of them individual right. politicians, but but mm-hmm. also some sports teams and right. some artists and some. Anyway. Right, and, and so there's also this there's there's this mentality that is cap is connected with this Christian nationalism of of superiority, of victory, of triumphalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these mm-hmm. are all really tied in. Uh, so, you know, I I've seen uh, uh, worship services where they'll say the pledge during the worship service, and then follow mm. uh, the pledge of allegiance, I should say. Um, followed by the pledge to the Christian flag. And let me tell you, folks, we do not have a Christian flag. We can't even agree on, like, the colors for liturgical seasons. How do you think we could agree on a flag? <laughs> Where does that flag come from? The flag comes from oh, 19, oh, maybe even late as the 1950s, but a family made it, thought it'd be nice to have a flag to oh. represent Christianity. And around, I think... So I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing here. So I, people look it up, but I think around the same time when, um, in God we trust was put on the coins and one nation under God was inserted into the pledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. So well, it, it makes sense that that would have happened around that same time. Yeah, I mean, the Christian flag is a sign of Christian nationalism. The idea that we have to have another flag that we say a pledge to in addition to the pledge to the American flag. Mm-hmm. So this this idea that there's this close intertwining of Christianity with the uh, uh, the United States and American politics, and it exists in every church, almost, almost every church every, yeah. in the United States, at least in the Protestant denom- the historically Protestant mainline denominations. I mean, if you want to know how how strong this sense of Christian nationalism is in your church, just if you have the American flag displayed in your sanctuary, mm-hmm. take it out oh, and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> a number of years ago at Franklin Federated Church, someone moved the flag out of the sanctuary because for, for reasons. I don't, I don't know why they did it, but someone moved it out. Um, possibly maybe they, I've heard some churches display it from Memorial Day to, uh, what is it? Labor Day? Memorial Day to Veterans Day or something. Oh, okay. yeah. A- a- anyway, or Labor Day. And someone had taken the flag out, and oh, the, the furore, wow, the the outrage, the idea that our sanctuary would stand without an American flag in it. I and I know it sounds like I'm poking fun, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am, because it doesn't really belong in a sanctuary, right? Of Christ, who transcends. Anyway, go ahead. I keep interrupting. No, I can't I, help it. That's how it's my it's my podcastalism. Well, I, you you're a little you've got an edge to you today, Charlie. Uh, as well, you're well getting you brought gifts it out. You picked this topic. You're, uh... <laughs> you t- you picked this topic. I did pick this topic. Charlie wanted to I talk about it. the importance of flowers in the sanctuary. That's what he said. Can we talk about flowers? Honestly, in the I believe flowers belong in the sanctuary as much as anything else. More than an American flag, you would probably Consider say. Consider the lilies. It's they're, in the they're, Bible. They're an actual object lesson spoken from the mouth of Jesus Christ as we understand yeah. it. Now that matters to faith. 
All right, look, hey, yeah. here's we should have set a disclaimer before we started, folks. Yeah. You don't have to agree with anything that oh, we say yeah. on this topic. You form your own path and make your own choices. As always, we present a topic so that you can be informed on it and make your right. own decision about it. And if you disagree with us, uh, Please. We, we've got yeah. something to talk about. And you can let us know at 12enough at gmail.com. Please Written do. Written out, 12enough at gmail.com. Please I, do. I think you know, there's a distinction between supporting our country... Mm-hmm. And and this Christian nationalism. Sure. So like, every Veterans Day and every Memorial Day, we have some beautiful things that happen in the service. During the Memorial Day, we read the names of all those who have died, who have ser- who have been active in the armed services in one form or another. Mm-hmm. Veterans Day, we invite those you know when we can worship in person, invite those folks up, and we say thank you. Wonderful. And and, and it's and I think that's important to say there are parts of being American that we are grateful about. Mm-hmm. Um, I always stress religious liberty, that I can worship on a Sunday morning and I'm not worried about, you know, police or the military coming and shutting us down and arresting us. We have right. the freedom to gather to worship. And, and those in our armed services, you know, they are active in part in helping to defend those freedoms. So we say thank you. Also, you know, that we have a safe place to live, more or less, that kind of thing. That, mm-hmm. you know, so... You know, and there's certainly plenty of scriptural precedents for this. Romans 13 is evoked again and again and again. We're not going to get into that right now. Right, right. Um, but, but there is this idea of, like, it's okay to say we support our nation, we support those, you know, who are uh, um, elected to serve, those kind of things. That, that's important. It's when we start to say, um, when, you know, it's our way or nothing, or this politician is right because God has anointed this politician— Right, uh, and yeah, and I'm gonna or get, or for yeah. me phrases like "my country, right or wrong," right, yeah, that that indicates that you're just supposed to shut up and follow whatever the leaders do, right, because that's what good sheep do. Yeah, and and that's very <laughs> anti-Christian. Deeply. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Deeply. was against empire. Indeed. Yeah, uh, just read any of the Gospels. Matthew mm-hmm. really shows up at any of them. Just read. Uh, yeah. And, and when we are baptized, we are pledging not to say, I'm going to follow the Constitution first and then Christ. We're saying we're giving all to Christ. We are mm-hmm. dying and rising a yeah. new person in Christ. Yeah. It, I can't, so I, for a long time, Charlie, I, I wouldn't say the Pledge of Allegiance at all mm. um, because I pledge to Christ and that's it. Why would okay. I split my allegiance? I now say it out of respect for people that I'm with because I understand it's it's important to them, and so I don't want to be offensive. Uh, so sure. kind of like that Pauline, why put a stumbling block in front of someone else? Just go ahead and eat the meat that's offered to idols. Like it's no yes. big deal. Yes. Um, but I won't say under God. Hmm. Um, that's Do my... people hear you not saying under God? No, everyone is just muttering anyways and kind of a <laughs> ro- robotic. <laughs> You know, so no one notices. I mean, it's, but for me, I'm still holding on to that sense of, I'm a Christian first, always. I appreciate that about you. Oh, thanks. I'd like to, I I would like to appreciate that about you too. Well, I'll do my best. (laughs) It might, it might seem jarring to folks to, to hear you not say under God in that endeavor. Um, but it's it's also important for folks to to understand that 
primacy of Jesus and that kind of I'm I'm lacking the right word at the moment, but the idea of Christ's transcendence, Mm. um, you know, Jesus in the communion ritual says, take this all of you um, with a a widening sense that uh, for many of us around the world, we are going to embrace this this new way of interacting with God and and worshiping and and perceiving God. And, And that means placing God above everything else. Uh, a transcendent quality where God operates across the nations uh, so that whether you are in Korea or Nigeria or or Massachusetts or Rhode Island, where, wherever you are, it's it's God first is what Jesus kept saying. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I feel like Christian nationalism conveniently disengages from that worldwide sense of Jesus and that's to its detriment. Oh yeah. That's really to its detriment. Can we talk briefly about nationalism and patriotism? Yeah. Here's Go. my understanding. I'm actually going to quote Wikipedia, the oh. fount of all human knowledge. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Um patriotism it says or national pride is the feeling of love, devotion and sense of attachment to a homeland and alliance with other citizens who share the same sentiment. So it's it's okay. a general yeah. definition. Um, love and devotion, a sense of attachment to a homeland. But it's also patriotism is thereby a relatively low bar. Mm. You are not a patriot because you drive a pickup truck. Oh. You right. are also not a patriot because you drive an electrical vehicle. Right. Those things do not relate to your patriotism, though you can interpret them variously, <laughs> and boy, people sure do. Yeah. Um, so patriotism is that general good feeling about one's nation, right? general supportive feeling in identifying with others. Nationalism is an idea and movement that promotes the interests of a particular nation, as in a group of people, especially with the aim of gaining and maintaining the nation's sovereignty, that is self-governance, over its homeland. Hmm. So it promotes the interests of a particular nation, which by definition means over others. Over other nations, yeah. There was a very funny movie several years ago that uh, Chris Rock was in. I don't remember the name of it. Um, I should have, if I can think of it, we'll get it in the show notes. But he's, he's running for president. And it's a big deal because this is before Obama became president. So the idea that a person of color could be president was jarring still Mm. in the national mind. And the candidate that he's opposing has this catchphrase, God bless America and nowhere else. (laughs) That idea that God's light would only shine on the United States of America and obviously on no other nation. Because this nation is the greatest nation of all. Now, let me just say, if you think this nation is the greatest nation of all, good for you. Yeah, I guess. It may well be the best thing going for humanity at this moment in time. However, people watching us from outside Mm. don't necessarily agree. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're at that point now where we need to tell. It's like when we tell our that, uh, you know, that 12-year-old that says, someday I'm going to be president. And you say, no, you're not. <laughs> I've, I've seen your, your math skills. I've, I, I've read some of your writing. I mean, you're a good kid. You're going to do fine in middle management. 
but <laughs> wow, you're just you just don't have that caliber. Um, <laughs> now maybe that's that, yeah. This I, is I mean, how everybody talks to their kids. That's obviously. I mean that's just honest parenting, right? Mm. Well, it's a, it is it is something I'll say. <laughs> well, so I mean that's, I'm being you know glib and a little tongue in cheek, but there is this sense of saying, well, there's so much about America that I am thrilled about. I think there's a lot of gifts we bring. I am very thankful to be in this country. We're not the best. We're just not. At everything. We're not the best at everything. Right. There's other nations that are good at other things. Some of it's a function of size and scope. I mean, if, if you had a country the size of Texas, you could probably have a functional national rail system. Yeah. Yeah, Be- because the resources could match the effort. Could it could all coalesce? Um, I I had a family trip a few years ago where we used the European rail system, and it was amazing. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can go from yeah. country to country. But while we're doing it, of course, we're recognized. We're basically covering a a massive land that's a fraction of what the United right. States is. But and if you had a country that wasn't built on um, the the work of chattel slavery. Oh, you oh, wouldn't you have there. the same you kind of there. deep systemic racism that we wrestle with today. Yeah, yeah. See, America, sorry, the United States yeah. has always been a mixed bag. Yeah. It's yeah. always been a mixed bag. And admitting that, for me, opens the possibility of patriotism. Yes. But if you can't admit that it's a mixed bag, then your your viewpoint is already skewed right. to, to not accept the possibility of humility, yeah. recognizing fault, and being able to repent before God and say, God, I've placed an idol before you, and that idol is my nation. Yeah. I have one last thought, and, and then I'll let you have the closing thought. Oh, I was hoping you'd have many more thoughts, but I understand. But, we do have a time but, limit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people people need to, to get to work or TLDR, go right? home and not get to work. Or, I yep. mean, people need to do what they need to do. Indeed, they um, do. The separation of church and state, which is the Baptist Joint Committee, that's that's their thing. It's their charter. So, yeah. I mean, it's really well. they're a great group. Uh, but um, part of the reason why it is such an important part of our nation is not just so that we are free to, to worship as in our various forms and, and, and aspects and faith traditions and such, but also so that we are free to criticize and to Amen. be prophetic. And, yeah. and as soon as we're in bed with with the with a political party, we've lost our voice. Um, That's right. Yeah. As soon as we're funded by the government, we've lost our voice. Sure. And we need to have we need yeah churches, uh, synagogues, mosques, just religious um, individuals need to offer that moral prophetic voice to our nation. That's being patriotic. It sure is. Hey, the, the, the protections and guarantees said freedom for religion mm-hmm. and freedom from religion. Yep. So once you make your faith a national concern, you open the possibility that your faith will be co-opted oh, yeah. and owned by the state. Um, read Constantine's Sword, if you want to understand this better, mm-hmm. by James Carroll, how once an empire takes on that faith and starts inflicting it on people... Yeah. I mean, I know it makes some things possible, but on yeah. the other hand, it, it makes a lot of things really impossible, and we ought to be more aware of how that can flow. It's, it's, read the, go to the Baptist Joint Committee website, folks, BJC, 
check it out, read the materials, make your own decision. Maybe maybe yeah. their call to be stand against Christian nationalism is something you'd like to sign that petition and, and be a part of that movement. Um, this is not an anti-United States no. sentiment. In fact, this is very pro-United States because what makes us great is the differences mm-hmm. that we embody. We are not a monoculture. We embrace and embody many cultures. The people of our nation look many different ways. And yes, they even follow many different faiths. And for me to live my faith fully means I have got, I have got, I must Mm. protect the rights to faith of everyone else in this nation. Yes. So it's it's a vital endeavor. and, And if it's an expression of your faith, I invite you into it. Well, well said, Charlie. Well, I know that we could keep going on, um, but Obviously. let's let's yeah we I could and another thing uh, no yeah. I, let's move into a time of prayer let's can, before we do can I just yeah. reiterate for folks you can you are absolutely at liberty and I don't use that word lightly to disagree with anything we've said in this podcast Certainly. and to let us know about it. I welcome dialogue with you. You don't have to sound like me to be a part of the same nation I'm a part of. Although I would say you have a great radio voice and I would love to sound like you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way you sound. So, oh. so there. Wow. There we are. Again, so our, our, you can let us, you can address us individually yeah. or um, 12 enough at gmail.com and that's 12 written out. Uh, that's another way just to send in your comments because I know there are people who are not part of either of our congregations that listen. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So our prayer today is actually going to be a hymn. Uh, mm-hmm. The first two stanzas of a hymn that's very familiar to, to many, written by Catherine Lee Bates. Um, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring it up and we'll see if you all know it at the appropriate moment. Okay. I'm on pins and needles to see if right. I know it. I'll start. Go then ahead. you, then Kath- Catherine mm-hmm. Lee Bates. Catherine Lee Bates. Oh, God. What a week. What a moment for our nation as, as even now we hear of plans for more insurrectionist events. God, give us strength. Mm. Give us a sense of, of needing to meet with people and hear their concerns. Keep us open to the side that doesn't sound like us wherever we place ourselves on the spectrum of thought in these United States. Give us a sense that we don't all have to agree mm. to be able to find you and help us to be honest about our need to protect everyone in this endeavor. When we see injustice, Lord, help us to point it out and and work to repair it. Mm. But Lord, above all, heal us of this violence. Yeah, Lord, there's so much potential in our nation. The ideals that this nation has been founded upon um, free us to reach the better part of who we can be. And it breaks our hearts and breaks your heart when we see us fall so far from that potential. When we see us harm each other, hate each other, and even kill each other. Help us, Lord, to repent, to own our wounds and our faults and sins, and to lift each other up so that we can be better. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies for amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. 
O beautiful, for pilgrim feet, whose stern impassioned stress, a thoroughfare for freedom beat across the wilderness. America, America, God mend thine every flaw, confirm thy soul in self-control, thy liberty in law. Amen. Amen. O Beautiful for Spacious Skies by Catherine Lee Bates. It's, we like the first verse of that hymn, but we always forget the second, and it's super important. Yeah, and it's nice to hear hymns just spoken. Sometimes it is, yeah. yeah. It works better than rap songs. Rap songs, you just read them in it. Without the rhythm, it loses its... Well, that might just be because you and I are two white men, and anytime we try to read rap songs, it's just going to bomb horribly. <laughs> Let's just own that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should say white men of a certain age and ability. Because That's even obviously better. there's yeah. people of every color of the world who can rap better than I can. Nicely said. I, I think every yeah. single other person who's ever tried to do it. <laughs> Which is sad to say out loud because it, it sounds like I've actually tried yeah. to do it. Yeah, Charlie, I, I, I want to give you some honest talk here. You're yes, not going to make it as a rap artist. <sighs> you just... Maybe somewhere in middle management, you can you'll do fine, but you're just not gonna make it. it you know what? That was tremendously liberating. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, I, that's what I'm. I, for. It is well with my soul, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the rest of the day, I'm gonna go find other people and just crush their dreams and free them. All right. So that, with that, that feels like a good mandate. <laughs> that's what God called me to do. That's just being a good pastor. That's right. On on that note, folks, we'll see you next week with uh, some some talk about Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, hopefully you'll take some time to uh, listen to some of his words yeah. in the days ahead. Yeah. Be well, everyone. Peace. Peace. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a podcast of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church of Southborough, Massachusetts. If you'd like to send a comment about this episode or any others, you can send those to 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. Come to the show notes. Find the show notes at 12enough.com. Again, 12 is written out. And thanks for listening. For the rest of the day, I'm going to go find other people and just crush their dreams and free them.